Welcome to the Midwest Marvel Podcast, a podcast for people who are passionate about pop culture, nerd culture, Marvel, all that good stuff. My name is Nick Adams. I am your host, aka Midwest Marvel Guy on TikTok and on YouTube and on Instagram and on Twitter. That's a complete shameless plug. Please go, please go follow me. Uh, and I am here with my co-host Zeke Farnsworth, and I don't have anything quippy to say uh, this week to introduce you. So you're just you're just Zeke, just Zeke this week. This that works. <laughs> Ooh, bars, that bars, there. bars. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, uh, in today's episode, we are we don't have She Hulk to talk about, which seems so weird because we had nine weeks of She Hulk in a row, and so every single week we had. A She-Hulk episode to break down, and we don't have that anymore. But instead, what we do have is we have a Phase Four MCU show ranking that we're going to go through. So every Disney Plus show that's been put out for Marvel, we are going to rank in this episode. So really excited about that. And then a couple episodes from now, once Wakanda Forever comes out, and then we'll break that down and do an episode for that, obviously. But once that comes out and we've talked about it, we're going to do an entire Phase 4 ranking. Ranking not just the shows, but the movies intertwined with it. And so we'll have all those intermixed together, ranking all those. And then at some point... We'll get really ambitious, and we're going to do a ranking or a tier list or something for the entire MCU as a whole, every project that's ever been put out for the MCU. So that'll be a lengthy task, but that one should be really fun. Uh, and we got some other really, really fun ideas that we think are going to translate well to some pretty entertaining podcasts down the, down the road. So excited for that for you guys. Oh, hey, before we get into the actual Phase 4 show rankings, one thing we did want to touch on was that Black Adam came out this week. So, uh, huge DC news. Obviously, that movie has been promoted a ton by The Rock, and I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. And I know we talked before. You said you haven't gotten a chance. You might be seeing it tonight, so I'm excited to hear what your thoughts will Probably end up being. Probably will go see it tonight, yeah. even though it's DC, even though it's DC. I do love I, DC. Like I love DC. I know. I know everyone always tries to pit them against each other. Like the the only reason, not the only reason. I mean, I, I do like Marvel more at its core anyway. But the big reason why I'm a much bigger Marvel fan in terms of what media is available is just because Marvel has done it better, by and large. Yeah, and it's like they've promoted the heck out of this Black Adam movie. So I I really do want to just like just show support and and yeah. go watch this. Also, love the Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rock doesn't miss, man. You can say what you will about The Rock, but that man makes entertaining movies. He makes good... Like, the dude does everything. I saw a video the other day on Instagram where he was singing a country song with somebody. Like, he was at some kind of, like, I don't know where he was, at a concert or something, and he was up on stage singing with somebody, and they were doing a country song, and he was, like, harmonizing and stuff, which, you know, like, I always forget that he can sing because he did Moana, and he did the songs for Moana, in that right. movie, and so I forget that that dude actually has a singing gift, and listen to him sing country. Like, dude was breaking it down, and I he swear he's just doing side quit. Like, he's like the the movie star version of Shaq. You know, Shaq is just in. Yeah, he has Shaq's a hand in side quest everything. Side quest. Yeah, just shows up randomly in the things that you least expect him to. And I feel like that's become the Rock. This dude's just doing whatever, and like he he put out a rap song that was actually heat, and he's singing country songs, and he's apparently running the DCEU right now. Like, dude is literally <laughs> like he's laid out the phase structure and how that's working. He, uh, spoiler 
for for those of you that don't want to know this about Black Adam, I feel like most people know this, but I feel like it's at least worth saying spoiler. So if you if you don't want to know this, skip ahead like thirty seconds or so because or maybe a minute because yeah, I don't want to spoil this. So this is your last chance. Three, two, one. But spoiler. It sounds like The Rock almost single-handedly brought back Henry Cavill as Superman, and he is in Black Adam from what I've heard. I think it's just a small cameo, but he's in it, and now this week they release news that Man of Steel 2 is beginning, like they're starting the stages of filming that. Yeah, I'm excited for that, but also a little disappointed because of all the rumors of uh, Henry Cavill coming to the mcu yeah they were like yeah I people really thought he might have been wolverine or yeah it could have been cool Captain but britain or yeah like that that would be really cool yeah speaking of mcu uh rumor castings did you hear about harrison ford oh i didn't even rumor casting anymore from what i've seen that's it's, fully confirmed it's fully confirmed that's i mean because i've seen some reputable so I mean, if it's not fully confirmed, then everyone's going to look like an idiot because I have seen pretty much every reputable uh, web page, like, like social mm-hmm. media page or news source that covers anything to do with Marvel or nerd stuff has posted that he has been confirmed as Thunderbolt Ross. And so if he's not, then a bunch of people look really dumb because yeah. I, I think it's for sure happening. And dude, what a phenomenal casting. Casting. Holy it's- cow. I'm excited for that. Yes, I am thrilled, like beyond thrilled. That I mean, he obviously with like first choice is William Hurt, and and so it really does suck that he passed away because he was so perfect in that role. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'll take him. I, I don't care who. I'll take him over any actor in a planet in that role, even Harrison Ford included. But if you have to make a second choice, which we do. Harrison Ford, I feel like is about as good as you're getting, and I can't, I cannot believe they got him. I did not expect him to agree to come to the MCU. Not that like the MCU is bad, but like he, you know, he just kind of like he's at the end of his career. Dude is just, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming being very choosy about what he's getting involved in, probably just because he wants to chill. And this dude just joined the MCU. I'm like, what, dude? He's he's chasing Oscar Isaac at this point. He's trying to get involved in. Uh, Fox, uh, yeah, um, Star Wars, yeah, and MCU. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Oscar Isaac once, yeah, was starred in Star Wars. Yeah, so man, that that's gonna be. I cannot wait, and and so it sounds like we'll see him first in Captain America four, and then obviously the Thunderbolts is the you know the really big movie, but Captain America four, which should just be an absolutely insane movie. I have no reason to expect that cap four is going to be anything less than incredible because every other cat, like the cap trilogy, in my opinion, is the best trilogy in the MCU and it's not even close. And, uh. and so, and, and, and in my opinion, I, I love the Spider-Man trilogy and I love, yeah, yeah. The Spider-Man trilogy is probably the only other one to me that I feel like competes, but like, that's, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I personally, but I think it's because I, Spider-Man is my favorite. So okay. You know, and I love Spider. Like No Way Home is an insanely good movie. That's a top ten MCU for me. But when I look at the Cap trilogy from top to bottom, like you have Civil War, which by most people's accounts is top ten. Some people even throw that movie in top yeah. five. You have Winter Soldier, which a lot of people don't just have top five, but have number one. And I have a number one personally. And then you have the first Avenger, which 
was still like one of the best. It's one of the best origin stories in the MCU. And I know right. a decent amount of people that throw that in the top 10 in their MCU movies. I don't quite know where I have it ranked, but it's, it holds up really well. And for me, like Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home is amazing. Spider-Man Homecoming is actually really good. I feel like Far From Home also really good, but I feel like it falls like those didn't wow me as much as like Winter Soldier wowed me. Right. Civil War wowed me. Uh, First Avenger is, is kind of like on par with those movies, but but yeah, argue as long as it's not the Thor trilogy. Like like we can agree on that. Like the Thor trilogy, <laughs> not there. Unfortunately, that one yeah, is not God, it, it, the yeah, best, gosh, dude. Yeah, unfortunately, it could have been. It, if, yeah, well, correctly, but. well, I yeah, I, I I don't know. Thor: Love and Thunder could have been on an end game level, and I still don't know if it would have balanced out uh, Thor: The Dark World. I guess you could have just removed it at that point because there are four movies. But Guardians, right, of the- I was just saying, yeah, if Thor: The Dark World. Dark World. The Dark Wheel. Wow, words are hard. <laughs> um, words are very if, hard, people. Yeah, if Thor 2 were a lot... If it were directed better, yeah. were just everything was just better about it. That would yeah. Have been, it, it, like, Thor is just a lovable character because people still love Thor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite the amount of times that the bag has been fumbled with some of those movies, yeah. people still thoroughly, yeah, thoroughly enjoy Thor. Yeah, just please get that man in some better hands. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy could end up being like there is, may definitely be an argument for that being the best trilogy because James Gunn doesn't miss. There's no reason to think Guardians three is going to all of a sudden flop. I fully assume that that movie is going to be incredible. Uh, oh, I yeah. personally might still pick the Captain just because again, Winter Soldier being my favorite makes it really hard for me to put Cap trilogy below anything. But we'll see. I may eat my words when I don't know when Guardians three comes out. I know it's got a while, but. It'll be fun. So, all right. Let's get into the rankings, though. So, here's how we're going to do this. I'm going to pull this new screen up. Zeke can't see this, but uh, those of you guys watching on YouTube, you can. If you're on the podcast, listening to us on a podcast platform, check out our YouTube page. Uh, well, well, my YouTube, I, guess, I guess it's our YouTube page because Zeke is on there in all the podcast videos. But <laughs> I also throw... It's Midwest Marvel Guy. It's just the YouTube name. Same as you see it on everything else, except there are actually spaces in the name. But I've uh, been doing a lot of stuff on YouTube, throwing a lot of shorts up on there. Got all the podcast stuff on there. Going to try to do some other videos. And so really trying to build that platform up. So if you guys would be so kind as to subscribe to that and check that out. But if you ever want to see these podcasts in video form, and uh, for those of you that maybe don't know what we look like and you're just watching, like I promise we're, well, Zeke's a good looking dude. I'm bald, but, <laughs> but, Ze- but Zeke's a good looking guy. So you can look at him. And and yeah, on on this particular podcast, I have a chart that's up next to us that has uh, a ranking column for all nine show spots for my rankings and then Zeke, Zeke's rankings. And I'll be dragging the different show logos into where we're ranking them. But we're going to start down at the bottom. We'll give reasons for each of our rankings and talk about some of our favorite, you know, our favorite episodes, uh, for ones that we have least favorite episodes on, we'll talk about that. And we're just going to work our way all the way up from nine up into one. So, so just to kind of make aware what shows that we have that we're working with here. So we're not using any of the Netflix based Disney plus shows. So even though they're on Disney plus, they weren't created by Disney plus. So those are not in the conversation. Same for like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, Agent Carter, all that stuff. So this is just strictly Marvel shows that have come out on Disney Plus in Phase 4. So you got, uh, in no particular order, Moon Knight, 
Miss Marvel, She Hulk, Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, WandaVision, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, and I Am Groot because it was technically a show, even though it was a bunch of shorts. So we're going to rank that. I don't know if uh, Groot, poor Groot, is going to make it very high in any of the rankings, but <laughs> but 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 we're going to throw them on there. So. Yeah. So yes, starting the rankings off, baby. Uh, so so I'll, I'll get us started off. The number nine spot for me in the shows uh, is I am Groot. Uh, I really don't feel like there is anything else for me to put in this one. Uh, I am Groot was. I mean, I mean, what else do we expect? We knew it was shorts going into it. I will say I was a little disappointed because I do feel like they could have made them quite a bit longer. Like I didn't need them to be for sure. 30 minute episodes, but two like 20, s- some 10, 15, it, bro, even like five would have been like actual five minutes of content. Cause they were like two minutes. And I feel like some of them might even be less than that. And so, yeah, they were entertaining. The, the ones that we watched, I really liked them. But, it's a great way to get your kids introduced to the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was so cute. But again, yeah, don't even know what to say. Like, like there just wasn't much of a story. It, it was. I'm, I'm glad I watched it. My kid will watch it for sure. But yeah, so that that's number nine for me. I won't waste any time talking about I Am Groot. It's you know what? It's it's the same for me. I am. Yeah, Groot I kind of figured nine. that's where I'm starting. Um, I will say my favorite episode though was the one with the little guys that. We're shooting at him. <laughs> yeah, bro. And I thought like that was a funny one. <laughs> and I can't remember. Did he end up killing them all, or like did they they survived? Right? Like you think that they yeah, you yeah. think that he kills them? Because that that had me at first. I was like, bro, did I just witness this dude murder an entire civilization <laughs> in a in a kid short? Like that was hilarious. Yeah, that 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 show had some moments that really did make me laugh. It was super cute, but yeah, yeah. just just very short. <laughs> I I forgot about that. That was so funny. All right, go ahead and hit me with what your number eight spot is. All right, in my number eight spot, from here on out, it it was it was very difficult for me. I cha- I changed my rankings, especially in the top half. Like my rankings have changed like five times in the last one, twelve hours. Yeah, one through four for me changed, and then five through eight. Like I I, I really think. Five through eight here could be like you, interchangeable. You yeah. Yeah. Um, but at number eight, I have Hawkeye. Okay. And I don't really have a good reasoning for it. I just, <laughs> I just, it's think, just there. <laughs> I, I think I'm mad at it for not giving us a Spider-Man cameo when okay. they clearly could have. Yeah. Especially at the very end there when it's in Christmas and Spider-Man. The last Spider-Man ended with him swinging through yeah. Christmas. That was, was a like, nasty tease, dude. Like, you, you, Marvel, you got to time that one better. Like, it was just like, I was, I was so hype on that. I was like, oh, this is definitely <laughs> going to happen. Like, I'm going to see, like, even for it like seemed like seconds, a certainty, right? It, like, I was kind of expecting her to say some like quip, like, you know, like uh, who, who the hell are you or something like that. And it's like. Oh yeah, that's how you know the Doctor Strange spell. Like, blah, blah, like things yeah. are coming together. Like Clint Barton wouldn't recognize them, and like you yeah, know, it'd be like oh, like okay, so this is kind of it would it just would have explained a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of things further. So that's, that's why fair. I have Hawkeye at number eight. That's fair. 
That's the fair. The finale was very I could rock good, with that. Yeah. That. Yeah. 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 And I, I won't divulge any about Hawkeye on my opinions because obviously I'll save that for my ranking. So my number eight, I have what if. Um, what if, again, like, like hot, very entertaining. And, and I did not dislike. I should preface it with that. I didn't dislike anything on this list. Like every single MCU show I liked. And we've talked about this before because I watch. I watch these shows, I watch Marvel, I watch pretty much anything, movies or TV, to be entertained. Like, yes, I look at it with a critical eye to some extent, and I can be honest about where things fell short. But even if I'm admitting that it fell short in areas, it doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it, because typically I'm the personality type. I just enjoy almost everything. So even if I know that it is not structured as a great TV show or a great movie, or if it has massive faults, I like I can still enjoy even knowing that I know some people are unable to look past that and I get that. I'm fine with it for me. Uh, I can look past all those things and still find enjoyment out of things that I know are uh, uh, objectively bad. Not Mm -hmm. saying that what if was objectively bad. I thought what if was actually very well done. The animation was insanely good. I just awesome visually stunning. Uh, The, some of the storylines were wildly creative, like, it was so cool each week to see like what the new storyline was going to be and how they were going to put their own unique creative twists on the different characters. The zombies episode was so wild and fun. Uh, for, for me, the thing that keeps it number eight is personally, it was just really hard to keep interest when basically every episode was a standalone. And I know it did come together at the end it ended up like merging it all together but by and large up until the last two episodes they were all standalones pretty much um, yeah. and, and so emotionally it was just harder to get invested if that makes sense and and again loved each episode by itself i think my least favorite was the captain carter one actually not even i it's not that i think i know the least favorite was the captain carter one for me because i feel like that one had the least creativity in its storyline It basically just felt almost exactly like a carbon copy of the Captain America First Avenger storyline. They just plucked her into it. And so I and I feel like that was I feel like that lost a lot of people because I know a lot of people who stopped watching. What if like they gave episode one a shot and they're like, yeah, it's not for me. I feel like that was a horrible way to start. Like that lost my wife. My wife saw that first episode. She's like, this show's stupid. Like it was exactly what Captain America was just with a girl. I'm like, yeah, I, I get that. Uh, and then it got way more creative as the episodes went on. I really think they should have started with something else other than Captain Carter, personally. That was my least favorite. My favorite episode was uh, What If Ultron won, which was episode eight, so the second to last oh. episode, bro. And like the, the thing that I'll always remember about that episode and what stands out to me as making it my favorite is that that's the episode where Ultron gains that out, like... He gains the uh, well. What is it? Is it uh, omniscience? Is, is omniscient all knowing? Yeah. Yeah. He like he gains that omniscience and all of a sudden is aware that the watchers watching him from the nexus of all realities. And that's like such an eerie moment when he like looks at him and realizes like, "Hey, I see you. You're there." And he breaks in like, "I, yeah." If the if the rest of the show was like the last two episodes, it would probably be much much higher on my list. And yeah, I. The last two episodes were extremely, extremely well done in that. So, so yeah, number eight, still really enjoyed it. I'm really excited for for season two. I can't wait to see what storylines that they do. Um, but, but, but yeah, so that's number eight for me. Um, number seven 
I'll, I'll start off my number seven. Dude, see, see, this is where it gets so tough for me. So hard. This is where it gets, it gets so tough. And honestly, you said it perfectly. Like, I feel like my five through my five through seven have done a merry-go-round of switching. And so, yeah, these could go anywhere. I feel like a hypocrite because of where I'm about to rank the show. Because when the show was out, I was talking about how it was one of the best MCU shows. And I still do think like it is. My number seven spot is Miss Marvel. So here's why. Here's what I loved about Miss Marvel, and then here's why it's in my seventh spot. So Miss Marvel, I do still think to this day that objectively, Miss Marvel is maybe the most just well structured, uh, might be the most well paced, just as a show, like the depth of it, the 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 characters and how well it just dives into the story and the development of Kamala Khan. As a show, I still think it's like one or two. Uh, just just as, as constructed, if we're just looking at it with a critical eye, it was extremely well done. Uh, characters, amazing. I loved almost every character in that show. I thought uh, Kamala Khan was so, so stinking good. Aman Vellani portrayed her so well. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it came like, because in real life, she is a super nerd for Marvel. And it was like her first ever gig that she had done in acting and she's just been a marvel nerd her entire life and so can you imagine being in her shoes like she's living the life that we all want to live like we're marvel nerds right. if marvel came to me tomorrow and was like hey do you want to star as a superhero in one of our movies i'm like i w- i wouldn't know how to act and that's what she gets to do like she literally like just gets plucked into this world and it comes across like you see her passion in the show and it was so good as an origin story it's so good uh, I felt like that show did a really good job of documenting her struggle with just learning how to handle her powers and learning how to be an actual superhero. Because earlier on in the MCU, I feel like, uh, again, those origin stories are great. But I do feel like there's an element of like, oh, I have powers. Oh, here's five minutes of me figuring out how to use them. Okay, now like now I'm seasoned. Like I, I, I know how to use my powers. I can save the right. world. And for her, it was very much like she didn't really find her footing with her powers and just being a superhero until toward the end of that se- uh, season, which mm-hmm. is great. Uh, favorite episode was the finale. I thought like that. I thought that was one of the end. Uh, we may rank finales here toward the end depending on how much time we have we just may make it go quick but i felt like that was one of the best finales of, uh, out of any mcu show it was so 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 good it was it was really good from start to finish amazing finale so the uh the reason why i have it ranked at number seven is because for me now that it's had time to marinate and i sit and think about it it's j- I don't have that many like memorable iconic moments from the show that stick with me still if that makes sense. So like for, yeah. for pretty much every other episode on my list, I'll be able to identify like oh man, this was an iconic moment that was just like this is the moment I knew like this show like this show had me or like this is what I'll always remember about this show. For whatever reason Miss Marvel just didn't like it wasn't quite as memorable for me and it's not necessarily a bad thing because i'm sure if i go back and i watch the show again i'll really enjoy it because it was a good show but looking back ranking them i have to be picky and so for me that's the thing that bumps it to number seven my number seven is sort of unfortunate but it's she hulk okay and it's not because 
it's like yeah like i said earlier these these are all in my head interchangeable right they got like they got to be ranked somewhere right and so i think for me i just think that i just i just have shows that i or characters that i like better personally yeah Um, that's fair but i will say she hulk finale for me so good. Oh, is gonna is 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 way up there. So uh, good for sure. But uh, and we haven't got to talk about that. So yeah, we do need to rank the finale so we can at least talk about the finale for like two or three minutes. Because yeah, yeah, we haven't actually gotten to talk about it aside from texting. But She Hulk, um, I love the show. I I think I th- I like more action. And I think that's why the show mm. would go so low for me. Yeah. Is because there wasn't a whole, like, when, and in that finale, when they had like three different Hulks in there, I was like, <laughs> oh, this is about to be, something's about to happen. I, and I was like immediately going off with theories. And then, but I still love the whole, you know, fourth wall, like complete break yeah. of like, going into Marvel Studios and all that. Earth shattering. Really cool. But I just, I have, I think, I just, I, I could see She-Hulk becoming one of my favorite characters. I would just yeah. need more of her. Um, I just have That's a, fair. Few, a few things above them, that I, her, that I'm just like, you know what? Like, it's just a little better. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I get that. I respect it. I respect, like, yeah, like you said, they got to be ranked somewhere, and so something has to take, something's got to take the seventh spot, and yeah, right, and and I totally resonate with the character thing too. That I mean, that's going to come into one of my rankings later on, uh, for mm-hmm. sure. So I I I feel that on a deep level. Yeah. All right, number six. What do you got for number six? So my number six is Miss Marvel. Okay. Um, I just thoroughly enjoyed the show. I think it's because it dove into a lot of Pakistani history. That was super also, cool. I am a big history nerd, so I, I love like learning about that all that stuff. It yeah, I learned a lot of that stuff for the first time, which was really neat. Yeah. It made me do like a whole deep dive into the partition. Like I right, watched like, same. a lot of like yeah and read a lot and I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I had no idea. And it like opened up conversations for me at work with some people I work with and things like that, like getting to hear like their yeah. own partition story and all that stuff, which is really cool. Um, so I I'm going to be honest, this, this is showing my ignorance, but that was the first time I had ever even heard of the partition. So I know that's bad on my here. part, but like I, which I think just reflects on society as a whole that like we have literally pushed their culture that much to the, to the side. Right and neglected them that much that like people like me like just you know like 34 year old white man like i've never even heard of it so shame on me but also shame on society for not putting that more toward the forefront right and yeah like especially from uh like a christian point of view like i just was able to open up a lot of good conversations for me yeah um, in different places um but also i just love the character of miss marvel i thought she was great so well done funny and quirky um, and I think it opened up a lot for mutants in the MCU, which yes. I, I was, I was hyped for that reveal was great. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because it's a young character that we're going to be able to see for a while. <laughs> yep. Hey, yeah. Another piece of that young Avengers. Another thing on Miss Marvel that I will say 
is there was a lot of controversy about her powers and the fact that they changed them because her powers are much more Mr. Fantastic like in the comics where she's yeah. just very stretchy. And obviously she had like the light bending. Uh, but I think that her powers worked super well. I love the change. And mm-hmm. the reason that I feel like the change was great is because I personally do not feel like Mr. Fantastic's powers translate super well on screen. And I know that like his powers are going to be what they are when the Fantastic Four is introduced. Like they're not going to change mm-hmm. his powers because he is such a yeah, main character in the MCU. Yeah. yeah. Or in Marvel. But for her, like she's a little more like she's new even in the comics. Like she's not mm-hmm. been around for a long time at all. So like she's 2014, right? Yeah. So she's new yeah. in general. And so obviously not that much of a buildup yet in fan base or anything like that. I feel like it worked because I feel like the light thing translated so much better on screen. It looked cool visually. And also, oops, a little alarm there. And also they were able to still like, she still had elements of her like original powers, like the stretching and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you saw that a ton, but it just looked different. She was able to do a little bit different stuff, like the creating the steps that she could walk on, which looked really cool um right. yeah i i personally loved the power change all right so uh what do you have at number six then because you had okay miss marvel at number seven yeah miss marvel at number seven you had it at number six so dude like this th- this net the next two shows i well dude yeah I, I i i could say it about every single one i've moved all these around so much my number six is the falcon and the winter soldier oh no <laughs> The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is number six for me. So that one, I so I actually went back and forth with having that uh, at the number seven spot at times, and Miss Marvel at the number six. And so, so, so here are my thoughts about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Starting off, like I, I remember watching the first three, four episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and being like, this, this could be epic. And the last two episodes fell very flat for me. Uh, there were still iconic. Like the thing that put it over Miss Marvel for me is that Falcon and the Winter Soldier had some iconic moments, like some of the most iconic moments out of any Disney Plus show. Like you had John Walker with the shield in episode four, mm-hmm. which was just, I mean, that that was my favorite episode was episode four, which was uh, The World is Watching. And I just remember, yeah, when he kills that dude with the shield and like, I don't know if he decapitates him or what he ended up doing, but you just see the blood on the shield and everybody's watching. And then you had that anticipation for a week of like, dude, what are Sam and Bucky going to do to this man now that he just did this? And then they had that fight at the start of episode five, which was an epic fight. Like that fight was so, so good. And, and John like asked them. Or tells them like you don't want to do this, and Bucky looks at him like so cold, and is just like, "Yeah, we do." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, uh, hey, like, here we go." Yeah, dude, that that fight, that moment was unbelievable. And then you have uh, the reveal of Sam Wilson's Captain America, which was also, uh, yeah, Cap's one of my favorite characters. So so good. You have Sam's speech in the finale, so good, and then the whole Isaiah Bradley stuff in Zemo. Like just Z- Zemo being in that was easily one of the best parts. So talking about it sounds like, man, I should have this rank so much more. But uh, the the thing for me is just that the show really like I felt like the show started with the tone that it did not keep. And, and I feel like that's been the issue for a lot of Disney plus Marvel shows is that like and the same thing for like WandaVision like but but I do have that ranked higher, obviously, and I'll talk about why. But like 
it it didn't keep the same tone that it started with and i feel like it just it was pretty bland at times i don't know if the writing Mm -hmm. was always that great uh and the finale fell pretty like fell pretty flat for me especially given like what i think it could have been the villain like the villain was insanely weak and that's really what hurt the show for me in my opinion is that uh the flag smashers were such a weak villain and they could have been good and i just don't feel like they were well done at all and then you had the power broker thing with sharon carter and they teased this power broker up to be this huge like secret villain and and online everybody was theorizing like oh it's gonna be sharon carter but we're all hoping we're wrong because it was so obvious in the show who it would be and then i remember they revealed her and the show tried to make it out to be this like oh like you didn't see that coming like big reveal and all of us are just like uh no we we've known this since like episode two like the first episode we saw her and and out of like all that stuff just missed for me and so yeah again as tough for me to rank that there because captain america falcon winter like all those characters are some of my all-time favorites like i said captain america the winter soldier is my number one favorite mcu movie the show just didn't quite hit as much as some of the others. So that those are my thoughts. But I would love to hear your numbers. Oh, oh, oh no, we're oh no, we're on number five. Yeah, yeah. So I'm giving number five. Yeah, um, number five. Yeah. Uh, okay. So my number five is Hawkeye, and oh, wow. and and I got to find Hawkeye on my thing. There it is. Uh, number five is Hawkeye, dude. I thoroughly enjoyed Hawkeye. One thing about Hawkeye that really puts it up in uh like i guess it's not technically a top half of my rankings but throws it at number five and puts it above some of those other shows is i felt like every single episode was just so much fun Mm -hmm. i don't know that there was a bad episode of hawkeye like i i can remember for a lot of these shows that there are episodes that i remember sitting and watching and thinking like okay like yeah this one's just okay can't wait for next week uh, but for, right. for, for Hawkeye, for me personally, I don't remember there being any of those, like any down episodes. I loved every single one of them. Kate Bishop is easily one of the best additions to the MCU. And Haley Steinfeld as a casting was just a phenomenal, phenomenal home run choice. And then her chemistry, not just with Hawkeye, but especially her chemistry with Elena, Florence Pugh. Well, I mean, they are easily one of the best duos in the entire MCU. They were phenomenal Absolutely. on screen every single time they were on there. And I, they need their own show so bad. Own show or own movie. Yes. I, I would not mind a movie. Yes, dude. Like, they were amazing. And so, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I loved the vibe of Hawkeye. I thought it was so fun and so well done. And it doesn't necessarily have any, like, really major iconic moments at least not that I really remember, but it was mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I had a lot of fun. And so my favorite episode is uh, episode five Ronan, which is the episode where uh, Kate and Yelena meet and, you know, they're right. in her apartment and that whole thing just so, so good. So yeah, that that's number five for me. I don't have a least favorite episode for that one. Right. My uh, number five is what if um, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. Um, I, I, I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb and disagree with you. I loved how they started off with Captain Carter in the first episode. Okay. Um, and that, because I originally was on the same page as you um, and Carly, where I was like, oh, like I wish they didn't start that way. Um, but then 
like the more because that's the one I've rewatched the most so far. Really? Yeah. That episode or the and show as a whole? Just the show as a whole, mm. but that episode particularly, like I love how it's like because I feel like that's where it's a possibility where the MCU is heading, where we get a bunch of like origin stories or like yeah. team ups and things like that, and then we're gonna have like a big thing where it's like threatening the universe at the end, yeah, um, or the multiverse or or something along those lines where we have to kind of get used to the fact. I think this was Marvel's way of being like. Oh, what are people gonna think of like if we do like? Yeah, some of these characters that you love are gonna be different, and yeah, right. And but I also just I I like Haley Otwell a lot. I think she's an amazing actress. She's great. And so I would love to see her like more live action of her of Captain Carter. Other than the, I mean, she got. I would imagine we will. She got yeah. (laughs) She got sliced (laughs) in half. (laughs) But. Um, yeah, what if for me that finale was awesome? That was a great I, finale. I like that Thor for some reason. Like, I thought it was hilarious. Party Thor. Yeah, Party Thor. Yeah. Like, it in my head, I was like, that just makes because it like almost lined up with like how the first Thor started out with. Like, if he would have landed in Vegas, like I could totally <laughs> see that going yeah. that direction. Yeah, he just happened to land. I forget where he landed, but yeah, middle of literal nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and like. Arizona or something like that. Yeah. Like Arizona's bad. It's very beautiful there. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I just all the characters, like the slight variations with it. And then yeah. my favorite episode was Hank Pym taking down the Avengers. Yeah, that like, one was wild. That one was I was like I forgot about that one. You know what? Yeah, because I was like, I think they're trying to show like how tough an Ant Man could be. Oh, for sure. Well, uh, and, and kind of, I, I think that episode was also a nod to the fact that Hank Pym is actually the creator of the Avengers in the comics. Uh-huh. Like he is the founder. He like he's Tony Stark, and people don't realize like Tony Stark was not like and the A list character that he is in the movies and the comics. Right away, like Hank Pym created the Avengers, and yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp were founding members. Black Widow was not in the Avengers right away uh neither was captain america which a lot of people don't realize he came pretty shortly after but uh but yeah yeah i think uh, i think that episode was a big nod to hank pym actually being the founder yep that was cool so yeah 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 nice i i respect it i uh interestingly enough when uh looking at imdb i was just like scrolling through mostly just to see like episode summaries uh, and just trying to like refresh my memory without having to watch every single episode over again. Uh, right. But like looking at the IMDb ratings, obviously it's not everything because things can be review bombed. But uh, what if has one of the higher rankings of any show? But again, like I mean, I think it's ex- I mean it's extremely well done. So yeah, I mean it's just all preference based on style. But looking at objectively as a show, it is very well done, and I loved it. Yeah. And it's our one of the last things we got to hear of Chadwick Boseman as well. So I think that is one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Not even just because of him, which obviously has a big part of it, but also just the creativity. I loved his arc as Star Lord. I thought it was so cool and so well done. And there were a lot of moments because that was the one where Thanos showed up too, right? And like Thanos was a part, like kind of a part of the Guardians. It was so random yeah. but cool. Like I, I love that. Like- Oh, like he's a good dad in this one. Yeah, know? yeah. Like we don't have any more toxic fathers. <laughs> I know. I thought it was so neat seeing Thanos in that light, and that was so unexpected for me. So, yeah, I 
yeah, a lot of really good episodes. I will 100% agree. Uh, my number what four. Was your number five. Well, well, number five for me was Hawkeye. So oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. so yeah, yeah you're number four. Move, so moving on to number four, my number four is She Hulk, and, and oops, I didn't mean to move Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There. Um, number four is She Hulk for me, and and I know some of the toxic fanboys will hate this, but it is what it is. Also, you may hear my son in the background. It sounds like he's not having a great time during feeding. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, I even looking back at the show, I loved. She Hulk. It was so fresh. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, uh, kind of the reason that you had it ranked lower because you're much more of an action guy. I love the action too, but I also loved just that they did something new and fresh and like the whole sitcom thing Mm -hmm. really hit for me. And I know it didn't for everybody, but the sitcom thing, I loved it. Uh, I'm not without. I'm not without the ability to realize that some of those episodes or arcs could have been done better. It definitely is not a show without faults by any means, but overall for as different as it was, I loved, loved it. Definitely more, way more of the funnier show, probably the funniest show. In my opinion. Yes, it it was probably one of the most relatable characters as well. Yeah. I think so. I, I think they and, and again we talk about castings like Tatiana Maslany, uh, one of one of the best castings. If we had to rank castings for the MCU, like in Phase Four, I probably put Oscar Isaac number one, and that, that might be some bias there. Uh, and then she's number two for me. Kate Bishop probably number three. Yeah, I would probably agree there, but. Um, but yeah, my, my favorite episode was Ribbit and Rip It, which was episode eight with Daredevil. Uh, and and yep. again, some bias there because Daredevil is my favorite superhero. But also, I just thought that episode was so like just as an episode, like Jen's involvement in that episode was like that was her at her best, her at Jen's mm-hmm. best and at She-Hulk's best. The way that episode was written and the structure of that episode was easily the best out of all of them the action there was great action in that episode like we got a freaking daredevil hallway mm-hmm. scene in that episode and we got to see daredevil and she hulk fight and that was so well done and then just seeing the courtroom scenes with matt and uh jen was great that episode was fantastic uh and then the finale is kind of an honorable mention because yeah we'll talk about that but that was insane um yeah. least favorite episode was the retreat which was the episode before the daredevil one where jen goes to the retreat with blonsky and and the different guys like yeah it was cool seeing those you know unique like d and e list superheroes i don't know that episode was just kind of boring to me and yeah it had parts that made me laugh it, it was good at times but by and large it just it, it didn't hit for me and so and i understand that that's kind of the way it was for a lot of people for a decent the amount of the show. episodes. Yeah, I, I most of the episodes I love, but that one especially, uh, j- it just wasn't quite there. Yeah. Uh, my number four is uh, WandaVision. Okay. Um, I It was my number one for a while, but after a few other shows came out and I rewatched one, I it, it has since moved to number four. Took it down a couple notches. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it that that needed to come out that was the perfect start to phase four yes yes and the shows 100 percent agree i think dr strange 
needed to come out very shortly after that. And yeah, as which I think was the plan of it initially. Yeah. I, I think that was the plan. I agree. Um, but it, I, I really liked. I just liked everything that went down in it. It made like because at the very end, you realize it's like, oh shoot, like she's not completely in control and then and then you know she gets a hold of the dark hold and um you're like oh crap like she decided she went there yeah she went there you like you thought she might hold on to some good for a little bit it's not that she's not good but like you know yeah she, she, she all, all that trauma and with the circumstances yeah it, it pushed her over that ledge right and also vision's one of my one of my favorite characters in the mcu so i'm like i loved vision so it's a great vision show yeah yeah, and I want to. I want to see. I w- have no idea where White Vision's at. <laughs> He's somewhere. He's somewhere out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was. Su- it was super cool to see that happen. Yeah. Um, and then her kids, Billy and Tommy. I I hope to see them again. And yeah, Wiccan and Speed. So I'm sure we will. Young Avengers is clearly being formed. So I. Yeah. yeah there's no way that's Scar. the last we've seen. Yeah. No way there's the last we've seen of them. So. Yeah, that yeah, that's great. And I'm actually just going to go right into my number three because my number three is WandaVision. So we we have that ranked very close. Uh, yeah, like you said, I there was not a, even though I have two shows ranked higher than it, there was not a better show to start off the MCU shows than WandaVision. I mean, when you yeah. think about that time, like Endgame was still pretty fresh in everyone's minds. So everyone's like super excited about, okay, what comes next? Like we got far from home, but far from home didn't really, it didn't feel like phase four because it came so quickly after Endgame. It was like, oh, it still feels mm-hmm. like phase three, but it was technically the start. Or maybe it was the end of phase four. I can't remember how that started. Far from home? Yeah. Was that phase four or was that technically phase three? I don't remember. It was like, I, I feel maybe it was like phase three. In phase, I feel like they threw it in phase four, but I feel like it's a good like, transition into phase four for us like it's a transition piece from phase yeah three to phase four because it doesn't feel like phase four but no. um but yeah so wandavision really was like yeah kind of the kickoff for phase four and like mm-hmm. man it was because you want because it introduced shows too yeah it introduced shows and to really build hype you want to get people talking and no show in the mcu even since has gotten people talking like WandaVision did because the mystery of that show is what made it so captivating because for literally like five or six episodes, you had no idea what the heck was going on. And you were right. still trying to figure out like, first of all, you're trying to figure out like why the sitcoms are happening. Like why is a show a sitcom for the first three episodes? And what like, it's an eerie sitcom though, because like I remember in the first episode, the, the whole thing just feels like a 50s sitcom and it's just quirky and funny and kind of weird and then at the end, <coughs> excuse me, at the end, at that dinner table scene, like the yeah, boss starts creepy. to choke and like the wife ends up being like super weird about it. And while like everything just breaks character. And at that moment, you knew like, OK, something is off, like something is not right that's going on here. But we had no idea what it was. And we didn't know until way later. And then you're trying to figure out like who is like how like how is vision still here? Because this dude's supposed to be dead. And bro, and then trying to figure out, okay, who, like, who's actually the villain here? And it ends up being Agatha. Uh, 
every single week of that episode, every single week of that show was truly an event. Like I just remember yes. message boards were on fire. Everyone was texting about WandaVision the moment it came out because you had to like see if your friends were watching it and what they thought their theories about the show were. I that was that's the only show that I've stayed up every night till like 3 a.m. to watch to make sure yeah dude yeah, it was to, i i watched it as soon as it came out i remember one night it came out an hour later than i anticipated <laughs> they had like like technical difficulties and i was like gosh dang it dude it was just i had a 9 a.m the next day and i was like <laughs> Ooh. the sacrifices that were made it was built different man and my favorite episode was the uh, episode four which some about the mcu shows in episode fours just hit different, but that was, uh, we interrupt this program. So that's the episode where things really started to get wild, where mm-hmm. it first really deviated from the sitcom thing. And you got to see, cause I think that's the episode where it starts by showing Maria Rambo and she gets mm-hmm. snapped and then it shows her coming back. And that's the first time we ever see the effects of the snap post end game, like no other movie our project had shown us that yet. So that was our first time getting to experience what the snap was like in real time for anybody right. who wasn't the Avengers. And yeah, that's when every like, you know, you, you know what hit the fan and everything just started popping off. And that was, I mean, I was hooked before that, but that episode was just where my mind was physically blown. Um, right. Yeah. It was so good. And, and, and honestly, like, yeah, I had WandaVision. Like at one point, I had, think I had it at like five. And as I'm like sitting there rethinking through everything, I was like, man, it was just, it was so epic and so well done. I just don't know how I cannot rank it in my top four or three. Yeah, uh, me either. And I, I remember hearing the hate on that show. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I am baffled on how there could be hate for that show. Yeah, it was genuinely. I'm like that show. Like, I feel like if I showed that to a non MCU nerd, just someone. Oh yeah, it, like they'd be super like, captivating. Oh, this, is, this this one's like I'm interested. I'm I'm you know they'd watch every episode and be like, oh dang. Yep. Like that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I yeah, agree. But, All right, your number three. Your, my number three is Loki. See, now we got to uh, fight. Well, okay. Yeah. Now, now we have to stop and throw hands. <laughs> I, I originally had, <laughs> I originally had, uh, Loki was the one that I had at four. Okay. Originally, but I just recently rewatched it. Okay. Well, it's a good and thing I you didn't like, have it at number four because then <laughs> computer screen might have gone. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Loki's at number three. I would love to rank it higher if I didn't have bias towards the next two. Okay. Um, I, I There's a hundred percent bias in, in, in my next two rankings. I respect it. But Loki, I will say, probably objectively speaking, is the best MCU show that we've got so far. Okay, I'll take it. Um, I accept your answer. They, yeah, the, the characters, <laughs> uh, I, I just... It made me love Loki so much. And oh, yeah. I'm excited to see where he's going with it because I think everything post Loki is going to be different because that is what established the multiverse and yep. everything with the branches and timelines and things like that. Everything that happened, anything that's going to happen post Loki, there's a possibility that that is on a branch timeline of some yeah. sort. Yep. And so I'm like, I'm very appreciative for that being set up. Also sets up our guy Jonathan Majors, Kang Conqueror. Yeah, man. And that ro- that was just amazing. Um, 
I just Avengers whole, are in trouble. They really are. It's like <laughs> it, we are going to see some go down. We're gonna, we're gonna see we're gonna see butt whooping on a whole new level, man. Oh yeah, for sure. I can't and, wait. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, we know we know Jonathan Majors is all beefed up now because we've seen the Creed posters. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, oh my gosh! Yeah. But, Anyway, a little diversion there, but Loki, Loki, I have ranked at three. I would love to rank higher if I didn't have bias towards the next, the next two, but Loki's at number three. And I respect uh, it. All right, so my number two, dude, my number two and number one have literally switched a million times, and I honestly, you ask me tomorrow, this might be different. So, yeah, but 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 for now, this is the ranking and. My number two is Moon Knight. And I, yeah, for as much as I talk about Moon Knight on the show and how much I love Moon Knight, and I do, I just got a Moon Knight Funko Pop yesterday. And I I have another one coming in today. There he is. But, uh, But for as much as I love Moon Knight and adore him, uh, it's number two. And. Really, the explanation for it will be when I talk about number one, which is obvious what that is now by process of elimination. But uh, yeah, Moon Knight, one of my favorite all-time characters. Uh, Just reading. uh, I didn't know much about Moon Knight prior to the show. Before the show, about a month before, I started reading the Moon Knight comics. And once I started reading the Moon Knight comics, especially as I got into some of the newer Moon Knight comics, I was hooked. And instantly, before the show started, I was beyond hype because i was like this kid like how have i never looked into this character this dude is so freaking cool like like his his story and just the way he's portrayed throughout different comics and his abilities all that stuff was amazing and then the show happened and oscar isaac gave some of the best mcu performances that we've ever seen and arthur harrow in my opinion was a fantastic villain i loved ethan hawk's portrayal of him he gave me very heavy kingpin vibes just in the sense that, like, he was always very calm and collected for the most part, but there was that inner, like, he still had that inner rage that made him like a villain. And so you knew, like, he wasn't this nice, calm, peaceful guy that he always portrayed himself to be. Like, he was still a villain deep down, but he was a sympathetic villain because you could have made an argument that his viewpoint was right in some ways, which I always love that in a villain. So, and Ethan Hawke is just a fantastic actor. Uh, right. Ethan Hawke is amazing. Have you seen him in Black Phone? Or, or? I've not seen Black Phone yet, but I really want to. I've heard that that's so stinking good. Yeah. And um, I don't know how Moon Knight went so under the radar as a character. Like, I totally agree. Like, peop- just not a, peop- a lot of people know about him. Yeah. But now that I, like, now that I am a Moon Knight fan and I read more stuff about Moon Knight, like, I see a lot of people who have been like yeah moon knight's been my favorite character even well before the show and and i can see why uh, my favorite episode by far is asylum which was episode number five uh and i personally think that asylum is one of the best pieces of content the mcu has ever put out period whether movie show just standalone by itself asylum is so yeah. well done it is I think it's the most emotional piece of content that's ever been put out for the MCU. And that's saying something because I tear up and cry every single time I watch Endgame. But just on an emotional, like traumatic level, Asylum just hits differently. Like they did such a great job of documenting and showing Mark Spector's struggle 
with his DID, with his family and, you know, the, the, the sins of his past life and how that turned into Stephen Grant and how he tried to suppress that. And gosh, it was just so, so, so well done. And then at the end, you think Stephen yeah. Grant dies and like, then it just hits you even harder. And yeah, uh, Moon Knight was incredible. My least favorite episode was still really good, but the friendly type, which was episode three, uh, just kind of felt all over the place a little bit. That was the episode with Midnight Man, Anton Mogar, and they go and they get the, um, uh, I, I forget what's it called. They try to find the sarcophagus or whatever because he has that and it has the map that shows them where Amit's tomb is at. Uh, yeah, that episode just didn't hit quite as much. I still really enjoyed it, but yeah, Moon Knight is, oh, there's our time warning. Uh, Moon Knight is number two for me, and I don't really have anything to say bad about it. It's just that number one will have edged out, and I'll talk about that. All right. My number two, uh, like I was saying earlier, uh, these two are biased. Um, my number two is Falcon in the Winter Soldier okay. or Captain America and White Wolf. You know, <laughs> yeah. in there. Uh, should, should have been titled that at the end. Yeah, I don't know why it yeah. wasn't. But... Uh, it's been my favorite decision by Marvel so far to make Sam Wilson Captain America, not Bucky. And I know that that's controversial to some people, but I don't know. I don't know if I just like Anthony Mackie as an actor or love Sam Wilson love as Anthony a- Mackie. Me too. And I just, I can't get over the fact that I was like, it just wouldn't feel right to me to make Bucky Captain America. There's no, there's a lot about- of reasons not to. Right. And I'm like, there's something about him that I want him as just Bucky or White yeah. Wolf or Winter Soldier, which whatever you want to do with him. But I want him to have his own thing and not like to take up the mantle of something like that. Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. There's something about, yeah, the, like the, there's something there that like, I was just like, I would be a little bit like, I wouldn't be as, ha- I would still be very happy about it. It'd be cool. But it's just not quite for him because I mean right. he he has so much like there's so much of a kind of scarred past there with all the people that he killed when he was the Winter Soldier and just as far as like the personality like he's not quite the leader that uh, that Steve Rogers was or that Sam Wilson is and so the, like there's just a whole lot there that mm-hmm. does not fit for him as Captain America and, and I believe in I. I could be wrong in the comics i do feel like there is a storyline where he becomes captain america but by and large sam wilson being captain america is a very large storyline in the comics like that happens and so it always perturbs me when people are upset about sam wilson being captain america because like that that is a fully comic accurate thing and at that point when people are so so hardcore against it uh you know I'm almost just like, okay, like, let's just call it what it is. You don't like it because Captain America is now a black man. Like, let's just be real because so many of you want to harp on comic accuracy and staying true to the source material when it fits your viewpoints and beliefs. But if that Captain America is no longer whitewashed, all of a sudden now we have a problem with it. And yeah, I, I agree with you. Sam Wilson, perfect personality for it. Like hit. And then at, from an MCU perspective, Anthony Mackie is the per, the literal perfect choice. Like that man exactly. is going to crush it. Yep. And my and my favorite episode, uh, it's a tie between 
the one the fight with John Walker in the beginning episode yeah, five number I think. five yeah and then the the finale and I like the finale so much because I love his suit his suit oh, is that suit is sweet. so clean man and I think people overlook the fact that that dude saved somebody by covering up shield and wings at the same time yeah yeah the wings thing he- is so cool a helicopter <clears throat> hit it hey <laughs> yeah he was fine it's and that so vibranium like, man that vibranium is built different I know it's and it, it's so built different and it's like oh this i don't know i'm just very excited to see where anthony mackie as captain america gets to go i'm very excited i hope i mean we got they both were called this i hope bucky barnes is continuing to be uh, to grow into white wolf yeah I would same love to see him with like some like cool vibranium suit like black that would Panther-esque, be dope yeah but white wolf and it's it would be, be really awesome. cool to see all that so uh that's why falcon Winter soldier is number two for me i um, yeah i think as well um i will say this about falcon the winter soldier there are some things that falcon winter soldier did in my opinion better than any mcu show as far as a developed character they and just a character with layers and depth and uh yeah just all that stuff you're not going to find a better character than John Walker in any of the shows and people may hate that dude and there is a lot of unnecessary hate for literally no reason toward the actor which is always ridiculous anytime that happens right. uh but it's because he portrayed him so well but man you want to talk about a character with layers and complexity that like John Walker was that he was so 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 well done one of the most well done characters in the entire MCU in my opinion just from like a you know an an actual just character standpoint when you're evaluating a character as a whole and all the things that make a good character good in cinema and in TV John Walker was that yes and absolutely and he's one of the bigger reasons why I have it so high as well because I love that character as well yeah I love the fact that we he turns to us agent yeah love that it can't wait to for, see him more yeah sets up for thunderbolts and it's like i feel like people don't understand us agent just think of captain america if he was strictly america yeah 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 because captain america ultimately is like, like he's for the world and yeah yeah no, i i think that's a good pick i i have no problem with that pick because i definitely feel like there there are elements of falcon and winter soldier that can yeah, I, I've seen people rank that as their favorite. I think that's completely justifiable. All right, t- time for number one. So, I mean, at this point, our number ones are all known because process of elimination. But my number one is Loki. And honestly, Loki was my number one for a very long time. And then Moon Knight came out. And for a long time, I was like, I think Moon Knight's my number one. And as I was like really sitting and thinking through making this list last night, and I'm like making the pros and cons and thinking through every single, like these two, I thought through every single episode, Mm -hmm. like fully. And I I nitpicked everything about Moon Knight and Loki because I was like, okay, if I'm going to place one at one and one at two, I have to be really, really picky about this. And Loki, for me... You said a lot of the reasons why, for me, this is number one. I feel like Loki was the best-paced show out of all the Mm -hmm. Marvel shows. And to me, that's a big deal because some of them were so poorly paced. I still hate that it was six episodes, but I do feel like it was paced really well. It had the best-paced finale, in my opinion, by far. 
Um, and, and we'll talk about the finales here in a second, uh, just briefly. But, uh, as far as the finale goes, like it was almost dialogue driven completely, but it was still one of the best finales just because of how well it was written, how well it was paced and the setup leading up to that finale. Uh, in my opinion, I had the best villain out of any of the MCU shows and villain is a big thing for me. Uh, if you get a good mm-hmm. villain, you're going to rope me in automatically. And the introduction of He Who Remains, who is Kang, and Jonathan Majors was perfect. I don't know if they could have introduced him in a more perfect way into the MCU than they did in that show. Um, the stakes in that show were the highest out of any show, which, again, stakes aren't everything. We talked about that with She-Hulk, and, and I talked about that last week in the podcast for the finale. And, like... The stakes don't always have to be cosmic, right? Like the stakes for every MCU project don't have to be, it's the end of the world or the end of the universe. Cause that gets tired after a while. But in this case it, it worked and the show had built up to that the entire, like, and it made sense. And like you said, it had the greatest effect on the MCU out of anything, like out of anything that's been done. And it might, if we're being honest, be the most impactful MCU project period. Like there may not be another MCU project that will have had an effect, a greater effect on everything that comes after it than Loki. And you can maybe argue that age of Ultron or civil war because of how it affected Thanos and infinity war. But I still think five years, five years from now, when we look back, I think we're going to look at Loki and say like, yeah, easily because this is the multiverse saga. The whole saga exists because Loki happened. Right. Um, I mean, if Loki doesn't branch off into different timelines and it, it, if it doesn't establish the sacred timeline and that it can be branched, it's right. like there's no multiverse saga. Yeah, that's it. Like It's just, it's just a saga. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then, like you said, it made you fall in love with uh, Loki as a character so, so well. And I, and I would argue I, I I've heard people say, oh, it, it just wasn't Loki. Like the 2012 Loki would have never done that. And you're right. Like for the most part, he probably wouldn't have. But I do truly feel like if you've been plucked out of reality like he was and you're thrown into this, you know, this TVA and all of a sudden you're you're coming to grips with the reality that like your life could end at any moment. And you all of a sudden, like for as powerful as you were in that other you world like yeah you like you literally have no power you have no standing here and it's become clear and then on top of that you watch like you think the whole thing's a farce and you watch an entire like retelling of your life essentially and you get to watch your successes you get to see your failures and then you watch yourself die and for people who are like oh 2012 loki never would have shed a tear during that i'm like Listen, if you had to, if you went through all that, that would change a man real quick. Like like oh, that yeah. would that would invoke some emotion, I firmly believe. Uh Mobius was great, such uh, a yes. good character. That all, all the different Lokis in uh in, in episode 5 were f- phenomenal, so well done. Uh episode 4 which, which was my favorite episode, uh the Nexus event so that's when we find out like the timekeepers are not real and Mobius gets pruned and then Loki gets pruned and like all this crap is happening and it was just so, so good. And so that's why, uh, and, and for all time, always the finale is also my favorite episode yeah. as well. Uh, both of those are tied uh, for me. Season two of this is going to be, oh, I can't wait. Chef's dude. kiss. I, I cannot I wait. No, 
it's good. It might it, it might push like in terms of shows, like when we add more seasons to these shows, like these lists are gonna change. It might put it above Falcon and Winter Soldier for me too. Yeah. Like it's but yeah. It's so well done. And, and and I've been of the belief for a long time Loki is one of the best pieces of media that Marvel has ever put out uh for the MCU and as far as MCU projects, period. And when I do my MCU rankings, this is easily top ten and border borders top five for me. Um, just because mm-hmm. I think it's that well done of a show, but your number one, Same here. Uh, no, no surprise Knight. here is Moon Knight, baby, and I can't even be mad at that. It is Moon Knight, and I, there, it's a, it's a lot of bias for me. If there was a Spider Man show, if freshman year would have came out um, this year, freshman year would probably be in my top three as well. Um, but it didn't. So my second favorite <laughs> character of all time, Moon Knight, will be up there, um, and. It just so happened that the show was phenomenal. Yeah, they, it was, man. You, I don't, I really don't know how there could be criticism about the show. Like, I think they did DID so well and so tastefully that it's like it, it brought more awareness to that. Because I, I heard of some organizations that um, deal with it where they're like, we've gotten so many like calls for support and like ways and like volunteers and blah 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 i'm like okay so like is this is doing good outside like yeah. outside of shined a lot of awareness on it for sure yeah. and so i was like this that that's really good but also just back to the show itself it's like whoo moon knight as a character is sweet he is batman it's awesome batman didn't care about lurking in the dark like, <laughs> yeah. he's coming at you and he's going to take hits and he's going to keep coming at you. He's a bulldog. Yeah. And, fun, know, just... fun fact about taking hits. So, so in the comics, canonically, uh, Taskmaster, who was just horribly butchered in the MCU. And I really oh, hope yeah. that, I really hope that Thunderbolts ends up doing some justice to that character. Cause Holy cow. Talk about screwing up, uh, all time great villain, but Taskmaster, who, taskmaster who for those that I don't know, know yeah this. taskmaster's thing is like taskmaster is the greatest fighter in marvel as far as like hand to hand to hand combat goes because taskmaster has the ability to mimic anybody's fighting style and and just be better at it than whoever it is that taskmaster is mimicking and in the comics taskmaster has said the one person that he hates fighting and like really can't beat is moon knight because in the comics, Moon Knight does not care about avoiding punches and like trying to be fancy with the fighting. Moon Knight, just like you said, literally will just take shots for the sake of taking shots. It's like rope a dope with Muhammad Ali. Like we'll just sit there and take shots, wear you down, and like just does not care. And then fights. And for Taskmaster, it's like uh, there's no reason for me to mimic your fighting <laughs> style because it's so horribly ineffective because I'm just getting beat up. Uh, and <laughs> so yeah, yeah. A little fun fact about Comic Moon Knight and Taskmaster there. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, that's a big reason why he's one of my like. I when I heard first heard about that, I was like, that is the most gangster thing. <laughs> right? the most OG. It's, it so is. <laughs> like that is sweet, and I don't know Moon Knight. Just the show itself. I can't pick a favorite episode. I really can't. I loved every single one of them. Um, episode one spoiler, was so good. I know. Like this like started off for, so well. Yeah. Spoiler for finale rankings. This one's my favorite finale too. I it entered like him and Scarlet Scarab. The Scarlet Scarab reveal was sweet. 
it was sick and i was just like this is this is one of my favorite duos currently like it's even beating out captain america and and uh white wolf at this point in my head i'm like i shoot like this is awesome yeah i can't wait to see more of them yeah but yeah moon knight's my number one that was good yeah i i think I I think the only thing that for me, like one of the nitpicky things, I had to move it to number two for me. And I've heard this criticism of others and I've uh, I've agreed with it. And again, still enjoyed the show. But one thing that I wish Moon Knight would have done is, well, a couple things. So, so we heard ahead of time, like we heard Kevin Feige say that, oh, yeah, like there are a couple times in like in Moon Knight where it you know we we get so like gritty and violent and we think to ourselves like oh should we should we pull back should we pull our punches and no we just go for it and so they said that before the show and i remember thinking like yes we are getting dark violent moon knight and we never really did like we saw dark violent moon knight after the fact like we saw jake lockley kill a bunch of people but we didn't actually see how that happened but that's and, and again, I, I thought the way that they did the Jake Lockley thing was brilliant. I, I thought it was perfect, mm-hmm. so I'm not even knocking that. But like, we were teased with all this grittiness and violence that we were supposed to get, and we didn't get it. So I was like, okay, Kevin Feige, you straight up lied to us, um, or your perception of like what is actually gritty and violent is so horribly off off base. Um, so so that kind of ticked me off a little bit. But again, that's that's a very minor thing. But the bigger thing for me that kind of put it at number two was <clears throat> that it started off with this like really just weird mysterious tone for episodes like one and two. And then it got away from that on episodes three and four and they were still good episodes. I loved episodes three and four, but like the tone, there was definitely a tonal shift. All of a sudden the show became something completely different for episodes three and four. And I loved it, but it was not the same. And then episode five was its own thing, which was perfect. And then episode six, the finale, which I I have it high in my finale rankings as well, but also like it was still a little bit different in tone. So like like tonally, the show wasn't always sure where it was going. Which again, I talked about that. Like that's an issue with the MCU shows, and they need to figure that out. Which She Hulk has. Like you say what you will about She Hulk, but She Hulk figured out the tone thing. Like it had the same tone. It knew what it was from day one, and it stuck with it. And mm-hmm. uh, every, I don't know, maybe Hawkeye was the only one, but Hawkeye even still, like, kind of in the finale, switched that. Um, yeah. So, and I guess what if you could say stay true to its tone the entire time? So I will give it that. Um, Loki, yeah, Loki did for the most part, but, um, but yeah. So, so that's like Moon Knight season two. I hope we get that same tone that we had for those first couple episodes and get it the whole way through that dark, that gritty, will. that mysterious, uh, it's what makes moon Knight moon Knight. But yeah, I, again, being nitpicky cause I have to be, cause you got to play some one and two somewhere, but, uh, yeah, not, not mad at all. So yeah, your rankings from, uh, from t- bottom to top. I am Groot number nine, Hawkeye, eight, she Hulk, seven, miss Marvel, six, what if five, dark horse, WandaVision 4, Loki 3, Winter Soldier 2, and Moon Knight number 1. Mine, Groot number 9, What If 8, Miss Marvel 7, Falcon 6, Hawkeye 5, She-Hulk 4, Wanda 3, Moon Knight 2, and Loki number 1. Not a, not a bad set of rankings for either of us. Yeah. And, and I think that the core here, Moon Knight 
Loki and WandaVision were just phenomenal shows in general. Yeah, they were. And I feel like that's going to be in a lot of people's top fives. It's it's going to be hard not to put those there, in my opinion. Although I have seen some rankings that like some people did not love Moon Knight as much as we did, but I think Moon Knight fans loved Moon Knight. Um, but I think there are some people who aren't Moon Knight fans. I, I definitely do think that that's one show that if you are not familiar with Moon Knight, the character in the comics, I could see that being one where you didn't enjoy it near as much. Um, because there were a lot of things like when Carly and I would watch it, she would be very confused on that. I knew just by knowing the comic character. So like, there are a lot of people who had no idea that Steven and Mark are like these different characters and like, they had no idea. Also, you're, I can hear myself echoing in your mic a little oh bit. God. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just think there's a definite benefit to knowing the comics in that one. Which, I mean, that happens. Anytime you have comic source material, like sometimes that's just going to be the nature of it. But, but yeah. So that, that, that's, that's our show ranking. Uh, re- real quick as we wrap up, we said we wanted to do a uh, finale ranking. So we're going to do that not nearly as lengthy. This is going to be much more quick hitters just to get them done. But I feel like since we have all the rankings or, or all the shows... It, it, it's only fair to do the finale ranking since we had the She-Hulk finale last week. So uh, I'll I'll start it off at number nine. And, and now knowing your show ranking, you're probably going to hate this one. But my number nine uh, finale is What If again. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, a lot, lot of the same reason for me. for uh, What If, again, just harder to be invested in the character. So I didn't quite care as much about the finale. The finale was fun. Mm-hmm. It was well done. But the emotional investment just wasn't there. I right. have it at number nine. My number nine is I Am Group. Oh, so. gosh, what am I talking about? Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> spoiler, number eight is what if for me. I forgot about I am Groot completely. Yeah, I, I am Groot is number nine. I don't know what I'm doing. I honestly just completely forgot that that was a show. I, uh, I thought you had one where you're no. like, I really like, I like this episode. Because I am Groot didn't even like have a finale technically. It's just like, whatever. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I am Groot's number nine. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm Groot's number nine for me. Number eight, I will probably say this is gonna be weird uh falcon and winter soldier okay i i i respect that so 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 t- so why falcon winter soldier for number eight with everyone uh, every every everything that i have above it finale wise i i just think have more of a implication into the mcu than falcon and winter soldier did i think okay that's fair. I think it's because I'm a little salty that I couldn't, I can't theorize off of the finale of that one. Like the quite rest as of much, yeah. Theorize something. It's pretty clear cut uh-huh. and dry, yeah. Uh, yeah, n- number seven for my finales is Falcon Winter Soldier, and and I already, yeah, I already talked about uh, weak villain, power broker, stunk. Uh, had had some cool moments, but o- overall, I just remember first impressions are everything. I remember being very underwhelmed by the finale. Mm-hmm the first time I watched it and I remember being so hyped up going into it. And so to be that hyped up and then that underwhelmed that just kind of stuck with me. And yeah, that's number seven for me. Um, number seven for me is going to be Miss Marvel. Okay. Um, I like, it was great. It was, it was still really good. Um, but I, I just like the finales of some of these other shows a little better. That's fair. I can vibe with that. Uh, number six for me is Hawkeye. Again, loved Hawkeye the show. Show was phenomenal. 
uh the the finale is really good too i thoroughly again not an episode of hawkeye did not like love them all um but i do feel like again as is much the problem with a lot of the disney plus mcu shows the finale is very rushed a lot of stuff that was thrown into this finale and then also so much more that could have and should have been done with kingpin obviously they can redeem it because kingpin is not done in the mcu we got a lot more kingpin coming in but for that to be kingpin's introduction into the mcu very disappointing hope they redeem him and some of the later shows in echo and born again and whatever else he shows up in yeah so number six is hawkeye for me my number six is also hawkeye for most of the same reasons i think Um, that's the first time we had him rank the same for anything yeah um i was still i'm on the boat of where i really think they could have had a spider-man cameo and it would have been it would have been so much better but yeah um it's all right yeah yeah, that's okay. Um, I mean, it didn't make or break it, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> they gave us a lot of reason to think that it would happen. And uh, my number five is What If. Okay. I really like that finale. Um, I thought it was really cool. Uh, the Watcher and Ultron and all of that. I thought it was... I liked the little, like, the post-apocalyptic world that they were in. Like, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I got What If at number five. Yeah. Can't even disagree with that because very well done finale. Like there's not anything about the finale that I didn't really like. It's just that the emotional investment wasn't there for me. So fully, fully respect that. Uh, number five for me is WandaVision. So uh, WandaVision is ranked much higher as a show for me. The finale was still entertaining. I liked it, but again, it, it suffered from the tonally very inconsistent from what the rest of the show was. Uh, it, it's everything that She-Hulk made fun of in its final show, where it's like like WandaVision was the super consistent, mysterious, great tone throughout the entire thing. And then the last show, like, let's throw a bunch of CGI at it. And it yeah. just became like this massive cluster of CGI fighting, uh, which, which was entertaining. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll be the first to admit, I was entertained with it. But it was totally different. It was a lot crammed into one episode. Um, yeah, wasn't bad. I liked it, but uh, it, it does drop it a few spots lower than what I actually had the show ranked. Uh, my number four is Miss Marvel. So I, I talked about this before. I think Miss Marvel is one of the most well done shows, but I also think it is one of the most well done finales. I thought the finale was incredibly well paced. I it was very fun, very entertaining. The X Men reveal was just insane. Uh, I don't have any issues with the finale whatsoever. It made me laugh. There was good action, uh, a very good coming of age moment for Kamala Khan, finally becoming the superhero that she'd been wanting to be, uh, her parents accepting her. Uh, yeah, it, it was great. Loved it. Number four is that. Yep. Uh, my number four was WandaVision. I think, I think that one just speaks for itself. I like the, um, everything they did with, Wiccan and Speed and Vision. I like like the whole like small side stories that are not they 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 weren't closed up. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot a lot was left on the table for it. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, um, like we don't fully know what's going on with Agatha. Yeah, Wiccan and Speed, Tommy Billy, like still a version of them is out there that we assume we're going to see vision still out there. There's still the Marie Rambo stuff. There's still Jimmy Wu, like yeah. all lot of stuff that's been unfinished. Number four so for you or number three. Sorry. We just did number, number four. Th- number three. Uh, Ooh, I accidentally just deleted my list. What do I have left? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, 
So you so so uh, here so here night. I'll I'll do my number three as, as you're thinking of your number three. So my number three finale is uh, Moon Knight uh, again. Love the show Moon Knight. Moon Knight's number two is my show. Number three is my finale. I thought again uh, exactly the same thing that I said about Wandavision just a couple rankings ago. That uh, Moon Knight completely different tone in the finale than the rest of the show. It just became the, like literally a massive CGI cluster fight. Because you had two massive monsters with Khonshu and Amit fighting each other by a pyramid, which was cool. But also, it's like, man, like you guys are the epitome of what people are saying is wrong with Marvel right now. Uh, and then, uh, the, the you know, Moon Knight fighting and just, again, it was a lot of stuff crammed into an episode. That being said, it was exciting. It did have great action. It was very fun and entertaining. I loved the payoff of finally seeing Steven and Mark like come together and coexisting as Moon Knight and becoming like, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, I know Mark had been Moon Knight prior to that. Like before the show starts, we know that Mark is Moon Knight. But in my opinion, that is when Moon Knight actually happened because Moon Knight, you like Moon Knight does not exist without Steven Grant and Mark Spector to Mm -hmm. get working cohesively. Yep. And they figured that out and it was so cool to see like them switching between Mr. Knight and Moon Knight, like mid fight, uh, it, it was just that was so cool. So yeah, number three because it does have faults, but also amazing moments. And then the Jake Lockley, Jake Lockley reveal at the end, just yeah, perfect. I got my list back. Uh, number three is She Hulk for me. Okay, just fourth wall break, epic. Mark, you know, epic. Like she just like, and then looking at the <coughs> camera and going like, when are we gonna get the X Men? Like, oh. <laughs> Brian, like jaw literally dropped when she said that. I could not believe that we actually got a verbal mention of X Men. Yeah, and and it's in a like a fourth wall moment where she's talking to quote unquote Kevin. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, like all right, Kevin. When are we getting the X Men? Like, come on now. Like one of our own characters is asking the MCU guru. Yeah. Like, when are, when is this happening? I just thought that was really cool. Um. Is like it, it's a this discrepancy of where I've got the show ranked, but like the finale, like I don't know, it, it's, it was one of the it was one of the finales where my jaw was on the floor the entire the whole time. time, yeah, especially with the scar appearance at the end, <laughs> yeah, like did, I like did not expect as to see that as it, as it was, like I was still like excited for it, yep, completely agree. He looked he looked a little goofy, but. Yeah, you know. someone's got to get that boy barber man because woo. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. But then, um, yeah, my number two is going to be Loki. Um, that finale was awesome. So uh, good. Just you know, Jonathan Major as Kang and Sylvie and Loki and everything that was, and then Loki's in a is we don't know where he's quite at right now. Like he's got to figure out like it left on such a, like a good cliffhanger setup for season two. It did. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so my number two is, is she Hulk, uh, she Hulk. Yeah. The she Hulk finale. The thing I love about it is that for every Marvel show, for almost every TV show period, anytime there's a break in between episodes, you get a week break. People are going to theorize, especially with Marvel. It's going to happen because there's source material that it's based off of. So we already have an idea of where it may be going. And so it it offers us an avenue to theorize based on what we know happens in comics. And so we sat on this show and theorized for weeks 
about what could be happening later on in the show and what could happen in the finale. And I remember two weeks ago, we sat and we theorized like crazy about what we thought was going to happen in the finale. And I feel like we were just throwing anything at the wall to see what sticks. Like we threw out so many varieties of endings and we thought, okay, surely one of these will be somewhat on point. And I genuinely mean this. I don't know if there is a person on planet earth that accurately called what happened in that finale. Like I I don't, aside from anybody who's involved with the show, I don't know. There's anybody that expected that to happen. Like literally breaking through the Disney plus home screen, going to the actual Marvel studios, talking with the robot, Kevin Feige and just dogging on what people have been harping on the MCU about and like being so self-aware of the faults that the MCU has had in phase four addressing those and just saying like, Hey, we see you fans. This is a turning point. Like, yeah, I I mean, it was funny. Daredevil showed back up. Uh, It it shattered the mold for and Daredevil showed back up as her significant. other. (laughs) Right. Uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. She devil. I'm here for it, man. Uh, yeah, it, it was groundbreaking, unique, refreshing, shattered the mold in every way. I loved it. And the only reason that it is not number one for me is because Loki is number one in both of my rankings. Uh, and I already talked about yeah. the Loki finale. The reveal of Jonathan Majors as Kang, so good. It was purely dialogue driven. And yet the finale, like I was, I was on the edge of my seat and it was suspenseful the entire time, even though it was just dialogue mm-hmm. because I don't know how many times uh, I haven't seen the episode this many times, but I bet I have watched Kang's dialogue in that episode, probably 15 to 20 times, like just because it's so mm-hmm. good and he delivers it so well. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously you're setting up the big bad for the MCU for the next four or so years in epic fashion. And right. Yeah. Just great. Yeah. And then my number one is Moon Knight, you know, earlier. So we both had the same number ones for for both things. So that's funny. Yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed the Khonshu Amit fight. Yeah. I I thought the fight was good. I just, I I see like, like tonally, I I could see where that went wrong. But yeah, I I was entertained by the fight. I liked it. I I would have much rather seen like an Arthur, Arthur Harrow, like, avatar like a cool suit up for him yeah like if they if they decided to go like they normally go off comic like they go like slightly just like well they already went off comic for they already went off comic for harrow anyway because if you read the moon knight comics arthur harrow is in like one comic he's not Mm -hmm. anything what he is in the show which is fine i loved the direction that they went but it's like yeah if you're already going off comic already might as well give that man a suit at the end or something exactly like go ahead and like just do something cool with it i would love to have seen like a moon knight him showdown like a really epic fight scene yeah like something that we you know back in the early 2000s we would get like you know at the very end of a like i just wanted a showdown like a yeah yeah i agree you know i was i was very happy with it because it scarlet scarab i i pray and hope we get her more i pray that (laughs) i just like her as a character so much yeah and i I like that the the uh, hero yeah as well yeah it was amazing so yeah those are finale ranks and that is that's the show that is everything that we have for you guys this week uh 
a whole lot of fun raking those and reliving each of those shows and each of those finales because honestly, I know that they haven't been without their faults, but I've enjoyed them and I look forward to every MCU show and I'm going to continue to look forward to them. And I think that they have some really good MCU shows coming down the pike, especially with like Secret Invasion that's coming up. That show is going to be absolutely insane. I cannot wait. But uh, join us next week because next week, we, I, I believe, uh, th- this is tentative, but but I think we're going to set it in stone, that I think we're going to do a, uh, a a little bit of a, a fantasy draft of sorts with some NCU characters, and I won't tell you what that's going to be about, but you guys will have to wait and see uh, how we do that and what that looks like next week and what that pertains to. But, but yeah, that's the episode. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, for listening, for subscribing, for your guys' support. Make sure you guys leave that five-star review. Make sure you send an email. We still haven't gotten one, so we're waiting for it. Send an email with any questions or comments about the episode uh, or about future episodes or our thoughts and opinions on stuff, and we would love to address those and talk about it. And, yeah, we love you guys. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Peace out, nerds.